Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Today, once again, we're joined by our good friend, Tease Mallon, artist, teacher, coach, and happiness guru. These conversations are also rich with good life ideas that you might just want to pull out a pen and paper and take some notes. Tease is hardwired into the good stuff, my friends. And after you listen to this episode, you will be too. Check it out. When we can't connect with other people, media is really great for that, to give us that sense of connection without actually connecting to another live human being. Well, you almost are, right? But it's just the artist you're connecting to. Yeah. Yes. In some cases. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I was going to say one directional, but it's not. It is two directional, but it's asynchronous, I guess. Ah, yes. Because it has happened at different times, right? The artist produced and put that out into the world at a certain point and you're receiving it at a certain point but there's something to this asynchronous something because we are asynchronous right so so in order to be able to connect with people with the broadest number of people we have to do asynchronous things if because otherwise what is it it's all in sync right which means (laughs) it's all one rhythm which we know that's not the case bye 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 (laughs) that's totally what i was thinking i couldn't think of any other i wanted to think of one that actually had something to do with no but i think to your point that's how we experience media now with streaming Mm. as opposed to used to be in sync when you watch seinfeld it used to have to be thursday nights okay Mm -hmm. and now i can watch all of stranger things tomorrow yeah yeah right so now it's it is asynchronous in terms of the experience you put that content out there and you don't know when somebody's going to experience it. You don't know when they're going to connect with it. I wonder if that also contributes to what we were talking about earlier about the audience, the asynchronicity of the audience, that they're so used yeah. to being asynchronized hmm. that when they're brought into the room and their, their rhythms are expected to flock, uh, they're having greater difficulty actually flocking. You know, how do we get that rhythm again? And this is, by the way, what I do with groups. I help them to find their rhythms, but... I'm finding more and more that I can't do that by talking to them. I have to do that by doing with them and having them do with me. It's a, it's interesting how this just, at least in my brain, it circled right back to the same thing. This, um, in our own worlds, in a world together, right? And the challenge is how do we make the transition between those with the least pain possible and with the greatest depth and connection possible? That's a, it's a skill to learn asynchronously. Uh, because I think that's what we all had to kind of do during the pandemic, especially kids who were stuck at home from school. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to do learning uh, on Zoom in a synchronous manner, but most of the time and most of online classes are going to be asynchronous. So if you're teaching a class online, you might record something and then be used later. And that's, it, would that be the format that you're using for we're doing Power of Happy or both? Live Zoom classes. Okay, so you're doing live yeah, Zoom classes. Live Zoom would classes. they be recorded and you could watch it later? Yeah, they are recorded in case you miss it. And we also offer just the recorded ones for people who want to learn in that way. But what I find mostly blows people's minds within class is that experience of, oh, I'm not alone in experiencing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, oh, you right experienced that too? And so actually that's, that's where all of this was originally born in my experience as an individual coach working with people and seeing people stuck over the same stuff, like the same experiences, the same feelings and feeling completely alone and isolated. Like, Oh, I'm such a weirdo. This is what I'm going through. And then being like, 
whole the other person just told me the same thing about them right yeah. but you guys aren't talking i'm just gonna put you all in a class together and then you get to see like yeah. we're all it's called the human experience and you know we, we we sometimes suffer and there's a lot of pain and then other times you know we really get to enjoy life and that's what's going on here it's like people weren't realizing that they weren't broken they're human and that's what they're experiencing yeah. people weren't realizing they weren't broken mm-hmm. huh how universal is that statement? <laughs> How many people are walking around feeling like they're broken because they've not encountered people like themselves right. or have not been exposed to the part of other people that are like themselves right that. in front of their own faces? Or they're super on mm-hmm. Instagram. You can't be on Instagram <laughs> if you don't believe that you are kind of, that being broken is okay and that's everybody. It's, see, now I've not Instagrammed a, enough to to understand what the dynamic is there. Oh no, it's kind of a it's more of a joke about you know everybody's living their perfect life online. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's more about that. I I do that. I do that, and yet I don't. You and, share a lot of stuff. Online. Well, I share a lot of stuff that's not good and things that don't make me happy and things that. Uh, cause me grief in addition to sharing all the things that I find joy in in the world. Yeah. I think the proportions are about 90-10. I'm doing 90% of the positive, 10% just so you know I'm human. Because I, this is one of my concerns being out there in in the interweb world is that I don't want people to perceive me as perfect and happy all the time and being completely fulfilled. I want them to know when I encounter things that bring me joy, I want them to feel that. I want them to feel happy for me and even happy for themselves if I'm exposed to something cool. But I also want them to know I suffer. I, I make stupid mistakes. I, I Very often the best lessons in my life come from pain points because I've had to deal with something really uncomfortable to realize you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing. Supposed to, again, doing that. But when I say that, in order to be happy and live according to my own values and who I want to be. See, how much, like, I just find that so much more beautiful when you say, when I was doing something that wasn't in alignment with who I really am, yeah. right? Versus I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. Well, and, and, and this, <laughs> I think it's an important change that you introduced to this conversation today. And I find myself more carefully choosing my words, not for fear of repercussions because you're not that person at all. <laughs> I feel completely safe to say whatever I say. You will love me anyways. But I um, I like how you present and I want I want to steal some of your magic so that I can, <laughs> I can feel that way and see through that lens on a regular basis because I can be shown. You know, they say Leonardo da Vinci says there's three kinds of people, those who see, those who can be shown, and those who will never see. I can be shown, but I don't always see automatically. And when I encounter someone like you, sometimes like Nick, I just go, all right, let me just practice this a little bit. So I know when we have microphones in front of us, we're a little more conscious of what we're saying. Yeah. Like I, I will go back and realize that I said something. So I'll bring it back a little bit yeah. and say, I didn't, you know, like when I said, uh, better yourself earlier, uh, things along those lines. But when Tease is here as well, and when you're here mm-hmm. to an extent, not as much, um, but when Tease is here, I find myself being much, much more conscious of what I'm saying. So what I was going to suggest is if you want to do a cutout, a stand-up cutout, and sell that so that you're always in my eyeline. What's, what, what does that serve, though, is my question. Like, does it have you live in fear? No, no, it's definitely not a discipline <laughs> thing. Just, it, it's an no, inspirational. It's just, it, it is, it is, it is yeah. just a, a reminder uh, and here's the truth. When you're here in our presence, um, 
we are reminded that you see things more openly than we do, that you see things um, maybe purer than we do because you strip away the pretenses more naturally and more quickly than we do. And I, at least for me, I find yeah. that I, I'm more aware of my pretenses when I'm in your presence. And it's a delightful thing to put a check on that, not in a fear of retribution or fear of judgment, but in a, um, I just want to be more like that. I, yeah. I want Aww, that sucks. trait. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's well, guess what? It's beautiful I mean, to be I'm in not, someone's presence. I'm not scared of you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. Maybe it's not a full cutout of teeth that you need. Maybe it's a little figurine that can sit on your shoulder, like Jiminy Cricket, but less judgy. If you do want to interact more with teeth, make sure to follow them on all the social medias and check out the How of Happy at howofhappy.com. Have a great day.